everyone. Welcome back to Southern Pride Storytime. I do want to give you a heads up ahead of time. There is a bit of a thunderstorm going on right now, so if you do hear some background noise with this episode, that would be why. When we left Mowgli, we left him in the middle of a 10-year time skip during which Ka, Baloo, and Bagheera had to rescue him from the Banderlog, or monkey people. One day, during a council meeting, Mowgli discovers that staring intently into any wolf's eyes will make that wolf drop their eyes because it's seen as a challenge. Unbeknownst to him, something that he sees as a game is actually intimidating the other wolves. Akela has grown old, and his grip on the wolf pack is loosening. Shere Khan has been making friends with the young wolves and letting them eat his game and getting close to them, sowing seeds of discord in the pack so that when Akela can no longer hunt and is overthrown, pack politics may move in the tiger's favor. But while Akela lives, Shere Khan cannot move against Mowgli. Still, he lurks around, raising the young one's hackles and causing friction. Bagheera hears all of this and is growing more and more concerned for Mowgli's safety. He tried to warn Mowgli of the danger, but he sees Shere Khan as all stripe and no bite because he has not been struck yet. To show Mowgli how serious the situation is, he brings him close to touch him. Around Bagheera's jaw, there was a small, bald stripe in the glossy black fur. No one had ever dared come close enough to see it before, but he wanted Mowgli to know that he wore a permanent mark from his time when he belonged to humans and from his collar. He was bred in captivity and was unusually fond of humans, which is why he saved Mowgli as a cub. He was so stealthy, mighty, and familiar with humans that everyone in the jungle, even Shere Khan, feared Bagheera. Everyone except Mowgli. For all animals, even the panther, feared man, which was why Mowgli was in such danger. I love the parallel between Bagheera being raised by humans and returning to the jungle, to Mowgli being raised by the jungle but returning to humans. It is this that drives Bagheera to return Mowgli to humanity. Even the panther cannot hold Mowgli's human gaze, and he likes humans. He loves Mowgli. The young wolves were beginning to hate the boy for it, for being human. When Akela misses his kill, Mowgli will be in terrible danger. The old alpha is struggling harder with each hunt. Bagheera sends Mowgli to the human village to collect fire to bring back to the pack with him so that when Akela does fall, Mowgli will have the ultimate bargaining chip. While he is out to gather the red flower, he can hear the pack urging Akela on as the old wolf struggles to catch his prey. Mowgli sneaks into the village and steals a small pot with coals in it. During the night, Akela had missed his prey. Mowgli nursed the coals all day until Tabaki, the mad jackal, came to the pack the, that night to begin the uprising. Mowgli was summoned to the council rock where the seat of the leader was open. Akela sat beside the leader's seat while Shere Khan spoke before the council despite Bagheera pointing out that the tiger had no right to an opinion on the politics of the free people. Mowgli rose to protest the tiger, trying to step in where he doesn't belong. Akela acknowledges that he has missed his kill, and now it is his right to face the wolves who would depose him, one-on-one. -on -one. They must face him in single combat until he dies. But, despite the tiger turning them all against him, no young wolf wants to take on the 12-year veteran. Shere Khan de demands to be given Mowgli, while Akela vows 
not to put up a fight in his challenge if the wolves let Mowgli go home to the humans. So basically, he's willing to kind of throw the match and let the other wolves kill him without a fight as long as they let the boy go. Mowgli has never broken the law of the jungle, and he is willing to peacefully lay down his life for his friend. When the ho- most of the wolves take on Shere Khan's side, and Mowgli is furious that they have all resented him for years and never let on, after all, it says repeatedly that Mowgli has pulled a thorn from every wolf's paw in the pack, meaning he's used kind of his human advantages to be able to help all of these wolves, and these wolves were perfectly willing to accept his help, but now they want to throw him out now for the sake of the tiger, which is would be very, very frustrating. Like, I thought we were friends all this time, and you never liked me. And so Mowgli, you know, he's 10 years old, so that's part of what... I mean, he's aware of the politics going on here, which is pretty advanced for any 10-year-old, but a lot of it is personal offense at uh, who he thought was his friends and family, just kind of throwing him aside. Mowgli tells the wolves that he had wanted to live with them as a wolf until the end, but since this whole meeting... They keep insisting that he is a man, he'll act like one, and call them all sad dogs. He said that as a man, maybe they should obey him like dogs, and he threw his red coals on the ground, where they it caught the dry grass, and he set a tree branch ablaze and used it to fend off the wolves. He swore that he would not betray the wolves to men as they had betrayed him. Then he strode up to Shere Khan, who was frozen in shock at the sight of the fire. He called the tiger Lungri, the lame one, and beat him on the head with the smoldering branch, and vowed that when he returned to the council, he would return as a man, or he would return as a man should, wearing the hide of Shere Khan. He forbade the wolves to kill Akela, and swung the branch until he had scared off everyone but Bagheera, Akela, and the older wolves who still loved him. With the traitors gone, the boy began to cry. He had never done so before and was concerned that he might be dying. Bagheera said no, but that his heart was broken because he was now a man and no longer a man's cub, and the jungle was now closed to him. He said a tearful farewell to Raksha and her newest cubs who still loved their brother. After many more tears, the ten-year-old boy set off into the dark jungle alone to join the humans. When he first reached the village, the other humans were terrified of the wild, feral, dirty child at their gate. The priest, however, decided to take him in and gave Mowgli to a lady who had lost her son to the jungle. He learns the language quickly, but refused to sleep inside, feeling trapped. As he settled down to sleep in a nearby field, he was approached by Grey Brother, the eldest of Raksha's sons who had told him that Shere Khan was so embarrassed of the beatdown that Mowgli had given him that he went to hunt elsewhere until his singed fur grew back. When he returned, he had sworn to kill Mowgli. Great Brother swears to return to visit and keep Mowgli posted as to what was going on in the jungle. Mowgli spent three months adjusting to human life. He's put in charge of herding and cattle which pleased him because he got to be outdoors all the time and away from other people, whom he found very annoying. It says repeatedly that if it weren't against the law of the jungle to kill uh, naked, helpless cubs, that he would have killed the village kids just because they were so annoying. So make of that what you will. 
All of the servants of the village had a meeting circle every night, including Mowgli and Bodeo, the village hunter. He loved to tell stories about the animals of the jungle, most of which Mowgli found very silly, knowing said animals much better than the hunter. For example, he told of a ghost tiger with a limp because it was inhabited by the ghost of a man who also had a limp. Mowgli replied that the tiger was simply born that way, which displeased both the hunter and the other villagers. He's a little standoffish. We see he's already causing some friction with his human pack, but in a very different way than with his wolf pack. With his wolf pack, he knew all the manners and the right behaviors and everything. He just caused friction because the tiger bred that friction and Mowgli was just kind of there existing. Whereas here, he causes friction because while he may have learned the human language by now, he doesn't understand human behavior and human communication. The next time Mowgli met Grey Brother, the wolf and Mowgli's and Mowgli decided that as long as the tiger was away, a wolf should sit on a nearby rock so that when there was no wolf, he would be could avoid bringing the cows out there so that he wasn't bringing the cows out directly into the tiger's jaws. When the day came that Grey Brother had news, Shere Khan had returned and brought Tabaki with him. He had been stalking Mowgli, but Grey Brother says the tiger has eaten a pig that very morning, so he'll be slow and full. If there was a time to act, it's now. Akela had visited with Grey Brother, and together they split Mowgli's herd of cattle. Grey Brother moved his herd up to the head of the, a ravine, where Shere Khan waited to snag Mowgli on his way back to the village. Akela and Mowgli took the other half of the herd to the other end, trapping the tiger in the middle where the walls were too high for him to climb with his full belly. They rested the cattle at either end of the ravine so that Mowgli could announce his presence. Then Akela howled and the frenzied cattle rushed the tiger. This panicked stampede swarmed through the trench, taking no notice of the tiger as they trampled him to death. Though, with all the references to him picking off cattle, I'd say they earned the revenge just as much as Mowgli has. Now, in neither of Disney's three versions of the story does Shere Khan die in this way. Still, they do use this method to kill another great cat who actually doesn't deserve it. They say no idea ever dies at Disney, but I'd call this the circle of life. Mowgli began to skin Shere Khan to fulfill his promise to the wolves, especially his mother, who, if you recall, told the tiger at the beginning of the last episode that this would happen. It was a massive task for a ten-year-old, tigers could be 500 pounds after all, and he was just making some headway when who should drop by but old Bodeo, the hunter. He decides to take the tiger skin so that he can get the bounty on the tiger's head, because remember Shere Khan was a man-eater and eating their cattle as well. So he also wants kind of all the credit because he's he's kind of a well-liked member of the community because everybody thinks that he's protecting them and taking such good care of them. Akila and Grey Brother are good boys who are having none of this kind of behavior, so they tackle the hunter and hold him down. So basically here, Dudebro wants the whole village to believe that he can kill a 500-pound male tiger but is too scared to take on two wolves who max out at about 55 pounds in India. I looked it up. My golden doodle is bigger than that. She's not scary. She looks like a dessert. So, you know, the wolf's strength is in numbers, and right now they don't have numbers. So if Grey Brother and Akila can hold back Bodeo, there is no way 
he would have been able to take on the tiger, which makes it comical that he wants to take back the tiger skin and kind of show off what a big man he is. It's it's just funny to me. There's there's no way. Oh well. The two wolves let Boldeo go, and he runs back to the village with his tail between his legs. He tells everyone in the village that Mowgli is practicing dark sorcery. Despite the fact that they all know he's a feral jungle child, whom it can easily be assumed must have survived with the help from some local wildlife, they turn on the again, ten-year-old boy, kid's ten, just a little kid, and they refuse to let him rejoin the village, even throwing rocks at him, except for his foster mother, who thanks him for killing the tiger and avenging her son, but begs him to turn away and run for his own safety. Mowgli returned to the wolf pack, and Raksha is pleased, as is Bagheera, the panther, and they accompany the boy up to Council Rock, and he spreads the soft skin on the leader's seat so that Akela can sit upon it once more. Without a leader, the wolves had gotten into trouble with the humans, and they all howled with happiness. They were a pack again. They wanted Mowgli to lead with Akela by his side, but Mowgli remembered that they had kicked him out by these same wolves and left to hunt with just himself and his four brothers from then on. I kind of love this moment because it's like they learned all of these bad behaviors from Shere Khan, like picking off people, picking off cattle, that kind of thing that would irritate the humans. And so in this scene, it's showing a lot of these same younger wolves had injuries and burns from getting into fights with humans that they weren't ready to pick. And so they're super excited to see Akila come back and to see Mowgli come back because they want to go back to having things a little easier, but that will entail following Akila's rules, and Mowgli just feels a little skeptical of the whole situation. They want things to be easy, but they don't want to follow the rules required, and it just reminds me of a lot of people today. Years later, Mowgli became a man and got married, and that all takes place in the second Jungle Book that goes into more detail on his life. So he was a character that was kind of a recurring character for Kipling. Kipling was good friends with the man who started the Boy Scouts of America, which is why adult readers of, or sorry, adult leaders of the young Cub Scout troops are called Akila. Tarzan was modeled after Mowgli as well, though he, Royce Burroughs focused on Tarzan being upper class while Kipling deliberately chose a woodcutter's son. After this tumultuous beginning, I'm sure you're wondering how the rest of Mowgli's life goes. For that, I strongly recommend you pick up the book. Thank you so much for tuning in today. It was really fun to go over this episode with you. I can't wait to continue um, our stories for spooky season coming right up. I'm very, very excited. I love this time of year. So thank you so much for tuning in and I hope you have a wonderful day.